cleaning a basement. So that's sexy. Uh, okay, well, my first concern is my one-sixth birthday just went by. <laughs> and I was hoping you would post on Facebook about how the love of your life... Am I 42 and 16 or 41 and 16? 42. Whew, shit. Yeah, um, see, at least I know how old you are. But I, I, I wish you would... I just wish you would open more Facebook posts with the love of my life. You don't. You don't give <laughs> a crap about that. The, the serious thing that I had an agenda to talk to you about. This is, since it's Valentine's Day, we could talk about romance valentines yeah i don't have to sing go as ahead well, yeah I? that's part of it okay we don't really talk lovey-dovey in that kind of way and i think this is the this is the launching point and okay. then i'll let you go launch away i think originally it kind of hurt my feelings or you know it was i thought i wanted something more overtly expressive of love you know so these couples that you know they talk up each other on facebook for example i don't know why i keep talking about facebook but we don't do that even you know when something good happens to each other we may get one post in possibly you know like when my book came out maybe you posted at least once but not much yeah and you got your lcsw degree and I posted one, but it was so unusual that I had to be self-conscious in it about how this is as close to expression of love as I get. Yeah. So I originally thought, I I wish we were a little different, you know, in a younger pace. But now I, 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 I love that we do that. And when I see a couple, even a couple that's very sweet, when they post about how I love every second with this person, stuff like that. I think, oh, that's nice, and that's so not me, and I, uh-huh. I don't want to be that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, I that was I thought that was very poorly phrased on my part. <laughs> well, so I'm curious about the Facebook part, and I'm wondering if maybe it's just a place where you, where it's possible to see other people's overt protestations of love for their partner. Yeah, I think partly, I mean, it's easy to talk about Facebook I mean, it's easy to make fun of Facebook in a sense because, you know, there's a lot of silliness that occurs on Facebook. But partly it's because, uh, we've mentioned this before, we don't go out so much with other humans Uh, right now. And particularly the people we go out with aren't quite like that, uh, that we have lately. I mean, it's not like we're that's... So, uh, Facebook's just an easy place to reference, but... I mean, I think you... I think it's a hard topic to... Grasp, you know, what you told me a couple weeks ago that you, something you appreciate about me is that, like, I taught you that it's okay for us to be, for our relationship not to be so romantic. And when I relate that to my friends, I can tell that they're a little bit like, that's not good. Like, (laughs) you should be more romantic. Romance is good. And then I have to, like, stop and explain what I think that you mean by that. And I think it was even outside the podcast today. I think it was just part of our real life stream of being. I'm sure if we were talking about something, it was with me having the agenda that it would fit in this podcast. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so I I did say something about how you helped me appreciate that 
I somehow talked about our unromantic, romantic life. Yes. I think I even prefaced it with, don't take this the wrong way. Because I meant it as a compliment about how lovely it is that we don't have to be talking up how you're the love of my life kind of stuff. But So how, how did you take it? What I took that to mean is that that I think for me that a lot of the elements of a relationship that are important to me don't have to do with romance or saying... I, I think in a way I don't even understand what people mean. Like when someone says the word soulmate or love of my life or something like that, there's part of me that thinks there are other people out there. Well, not for me, but for you. No, I mean, there are other, there, like, I kind of just don't understand exactly what that means. Because I think how people end up coming together is kind of circumstantial. And that, like, if you hadn't met me, that you would have found somebody else. And, but. You would have never found somebody so bald and Jewish. No, I would never have found. Such a bald. You would have had a more goyish. uh, No, you don't know that. Love of your life. You don't know that. Like I used to, when I would start dating someone, I had a friend that used to say, but are you in love with this guy? I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I I like him a lot, and he's funny, and, you know, there's a lot, of, he's got a lot of good qualities. Like, in love... Who is this gonna, guy? <laughs> uh, like, what does in love yeah. matter if I'm really excited about him genuinely as a person? That's That's way huger to me than having some kind of magical but but there is a crushy feeling i think i'm actually just too literal a person so what i took it to mean was that you know that you have grown to appreciate the parts of our relationship and and some of the ways in which we show one another love that don't have anything to do with a dozen red roses but do have or facebook love of my life yeah but do have something to do with having one another's backs and a yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, a deeper level. And I think we both, when it comes down to it, we both have a maybe a little bit of a skepticism or a lot of a skepticism. When someone says, we used to have a running joke about whether we're each other's the one. Yeah. Like, are you the one? And I think we both think that there's a little bit of an absurdity to that because maybe, at least my view is like, well, you are one person that <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with right now, but uh-huh. this idea that you are meant for one, this one individual and no one else in the world seems kind of like a absurd s- stance. Yeah. I think about this um, moment back before you and I started going out when I was in, doing some internet dating and I looked at one website, eHarmony, where you have to fill out this whole thing. They're kind of controlling about who they'll let you meet. And there's, there's this one part that's like, how far away are you, you know, how far away can this person live? And I think I was like, 10 miles tops. Really, it would be better if it were like three miles, but like, I'd like them on the east side. It has a little something in the program that's like, um, really, you're only willing to go 10 miles to find the love of your life? <laughs> I was and thinking, delete that account. Thank <laughs> you, man. If the love of my life doesn't live in Portland Metro, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to meet him. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll take second best. Yeah. yeah, So, so basically, we have other values, but we would never be caught dead saying something like the one or the love. I mean, or even kind of believe that that's a comprehensible statement. Or 
Yeah. Uh, something like that, huh? Yeah. Again, maybe that comes from being too literal for me. So you, here's one thing that I learned. Our romance really <laughs> is informed by the way my my debut novel was released. Oh, interesting. No, but at that time, there was an interesting period that I struggled with, with like how if you would post is this, it. Is this going to be about groupies? No, but on like posting it on Facebook or something like that. I remember there was a period where I I think it was because I was so caught up being sickened with the idea of having to promote my own book and hoping you would do it for me. Uh. And you didn't. So I was hurt in some ways about that. And even, you know, there was a period where I really needed some feedback because I had to do a lot of edits for my novel, for my editor, really quickly. And you were strung out because you had... Strung out's the wrong phrase to use. You were very busy with your uh, work and continuing education. So you had a, a ton going on. And you didn't stop everything to help me. And I, th- I think this is where I very clearly realized, here's how we do this. You have some amazing insights that I could use. So what I need to do is possibly take a day off of work, watch the kid on a day where you would normally watch the kid, and during your additional free time, you could read a part of my novel, give me feedback. But I have to pay for it by giving you extra space that you wouldn't have originally had. So this is kind of an unromantic idea in a sense that, like, I'm not asking you to go out of your way to do it, but I'm making the new time for you to do it. Yeah. And and at first I thought, oh, that's not a good idea, or that's not a good deal, or it shouldn't be that way. And then I quickly came to the conclusion, this is great. I mean, we're busy. I know you have very little free time, and you could use it to fill the well of whatever it is you want to get done. So why don't I make more room for you, and then get some amazing insights? And you really were one of the key people that helped me bring the book together. So it it helped. I don't know. That was a big moment for me to realize Hmm. what seemed originally like unromantic or unfair turned out to be like why our relationship is so fabulous. Yeah. Because we understand what e- what we each need. Yeah. I don't know. Do you buy that? Well, I think, uh, I think, yeah. I think that's a good example because on the one hand, you know, I knew that you were, um, that like when you're going through the editing process of the bulk of your novel, you know, like smaller line by line edits and stuff, you know, that's too big a piece of something for me to take on. I can't just step in. And there's no need. You have an editor. Like, you don't need me to do that little piece. But I, I think that we're good at stepping in for one another in an emergency. Right. If shit right. hits the fan, we'll stop yeah. what we're doing. But this isn't exactly a shit hits the fan circumstance. And yet it was of a lot of importance to you. But it was also a, a time-consuming project. It wasn't like, can you spend 30 minutes doing this? Yeah, like, read was, these hundred new pages right. as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. Assess and... Critique. Which character should I kill? Can yeah. you tell me real fast? Yeah. So I'm glad it worked out feeling like a a positive for you. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, but it helped, it helped me see, appreciate our relationship, even if it's different than 
what I was led to believe is how relationships <laughs> should go after right. watching Aladdin 15 times. Did you not read that she's a princess, Evie? Did you not read the Did you see her belly button? They have a genie. I know. She's a tiger. I'd, I don't know. That, well, that's one of those, like, would you rather have Jasmine's belly button or have a get to hang out with a big tiger as a pet? That would be a hard how, decision for how me. How sexy is the tiger's belly button? <laughs> Can I back up for just a minute? I keep wanting to say something and then I lose it and I'm about to lose it again. Oh, it was about your being hurt that I didn't post much about your book on Facebook. And part of that is I'm kind of oblivious about it. Like, I think I saw my best friend post something about your book on Facebook and I was like, oh, I should be helping to promote. And even your podcast and stuff. I see other friends of yours post stuff, but it never occurs to me. I guess because I think... I only am putting you on this podcast because it could <laughs> extend my reach. Like, I... But I don't... But this is the exact podcast I don't want my friends to hear. <laughs> yeah. no. But it just never occurred to me to... Yeah. To post it. I mean, I don't post anybody's stuff. When people ask me to like something, I don't like anything. But anyway, that's all Facebook malarkey. Well, uh, I don't care what your intention is i'm i still need something to be hurt by and i chose that at the time no yeah no i i know that i know that's the truth but you know i just got this moment of having a kind of a distorted view or different expectations that i realized hey i can reset that and not really give a shit about it yeah and i hate facebook anyway you know i mean yeah i got i don't hate facebook but i I hate thinking in terms of that there are rules. You need to repost these things and yeah. support. You know, it just gets so tiring to think about all that stuff. Do you think you started thinking about it more when you started stepping into the social networking world of publishing a novel? And doing Oh, yeah, yeah, that messed me up. I think I liked Facebook uh, before I knew I had a book coming out. When I, you know, I enjoyed just checking in with friends. Yeah. And then it became a business, and I hated it. Yeah. So, and back to our romantic life. Yes. Um, Where does it stand? Like, how should we... What do you think is good, and where do you think it needs work? That's a big question. You can answer it in two parts. Does that help? (laughs) I'm not sure it does. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Just think of it as two giant questions. I don't know, but I was um, I was walking through the line at a grocery store the other day, right before Valentine's Day, and um, you know, just happened to ask the cashier in the way, in the invasive way I like to ask people things, like, so do you have big Valentine's Day plans? And she was like, well, I'm working Valentine's Day, but the next day I'm gonna, my fiancé and I are celebrating, and I really am going to go out of my way to take care of him because he takes care of us. Yeah, why don't you take care of me? And I was thinking like, huh, I would never, that would never cross my mind. Like, I'm really going to coddle you, V, and just I'm going to pamper him for a day. You should try it. I mean, you might be surprised (laughs) how much you enjoy it. It might be just a thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm really coddleable. <laughs> really? Are you, yeah, are you pamperable? What's so funny? I'm nothing. I could use coddling and pampering. Nothing. Well, so, what would coddling look like? Does it involve editing something that you're working on, or? Oh yeah, if you help me put this podcast together, yeah. that's real coddling. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. We've gotten so pragmatic, but I still think we've got a sweetness that's, except for our dark periods, <laughs> I think we've continued to have a sweetness Yeah, that remains. I mean, if anything, all it is is we should give it a little more attention. I think we should. But it's... It's not like we're way off base. It's just that thing we do two times should happen ten times. Or, you know, something... It's like a little more of what we're already doing. Yeah. See, I I mean, I I guess I do think that I could be more romantic about you or, you know, go out of my way to do something. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I've changed my stance. I'm not satisfied with where we're at. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think we both can. I mean, I've gotten pretty... Uncoddly and unpampery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are really. We turns out we're really not so satisfied. That's right. Things are shittier than I realized. No, but I. Even though both of us admit that, I guess I think it's also a different thing that each of us is saying. Well, I could do more than each of us is saying. I feel like you need to do more, right? That's a better stance to be thinking, well, I, I could do more for you than I do. That's a better stance than, than if I were over here thinking, well, you're not really romantic enough. Oh, oh okay. I got the pronouns mixed up. So you're, you're saying that we're each thinking that we could help. We could do more for the other person. Yeah. yeah rather than what are they not doing for me? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the difference of my attitude from before and now. Is before I was thinking, you should do something. And now I'm thinking, uh, you know, fuck it, we're we're in pretty good shape. Uh, but we could, you know, the, I could I could go more out of my way. Yeah. Barely. I mean, it's really I'm doing pretty much almost everything <laughs> that's conceivably possible. Um, I ended up talking with people today about Valentine's Day. You know, just about what kind of romantic things were going on and um, visiting my dad who just came in town. Is right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Just hanging out with my father-in-law. That was part of the... And the four-and-a-half-year-old. That's part of the whole Sexy romance. Sexy time. Yeah. And um, so, of course, I was kind of lying to people and saying, like, well, right now we're having rose petals blown throughout the house. And, you know, <laughs> oh, what aren't we going to do? It's going to be so romantic. I can't believe I delivered a card to you on time. I know. I haven't done that lately. That, that was kind of nice. Would you read the card online? <laughs> it's just kind of- no, don't. But what's my point in all that? Oh. Uh, but, uh, we had we had a very unromantic Valentine's Day. Yeah, but we're taking a Valentine's Day rain check. That's like unromantic. We, no, uh, I no, I guess... We agreed to celebrate when, at another time when... When we check that rain, it'll be nice, but we don't even have a, ske- a day yet nailed down. I, I do think it's nice. I mean... I, I love the fact that we, we don't go out on traditional days, but when we do go out, it's very nice. We treat it like a special night on that biannual outing. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, so here's another point. I do think we could go out together more, and, you know, probably probably one out of every ten couples who have children here in Portland are saying that to one another right now. We could go, we should go out more. We need to go on a date night more, um, so I don't think that's uncommon for people in our situation. Yeah. Is there something you wish were a little different, or do you think we're fine, we are just should do a little bit more? 
I would like you to learn the names of all the flowers and what their Victorian meanings are so okay. that when you give me flowers, you really understand what you're expressing. Now, let me see if I can name all... Can I try to name all the flowers? Try, go ahead. Try and... Posies? No, that's not a flower. Parker posies? No, that's an actress. And Sasha Baron Cohen? No, Are all the flowers? Not, they're not even... Yeah. No, I'm really ignorant about flowers. I noticed, like, Savi smelled some flowers today, <laughs> and he goes, Oh, that's really nice. Crocus. No, da- Daphne. Da- Daphne. He goes, yeah. Oh, smell the Daphne, Dad. <laughs> like, he just can't play. It's like, he doesn't get that from my side of the family. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at remembering flower names. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So, what was the point of all that, though? We both just re-listened to that whole flower thing and realized that we never got to the main point of why you were telling the flower thing. Mm-hmm. I think I was so full of myself making a joke about how I don't know anything about flowers, and we lost your point, which yeah. is what? Well, your question, I think, was something about, you know, what could you do? What could What is lacking in our relationship in terms of romance? And so my smart ass answer is that you know i want you to do something that i know is beyond my abilities it's not beyond your abilities if you wanted to do it you could do it it's completely outside of your area of interest and so that's um that's my um convoluted way of saying i accept the ways that um, you show me love, and I show you love in ways that maybe aren't traditionally romantic. And I'm... They're not flower... It's not flower-driven romance. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say exactly, no, word for word? No, but you know what I you know what I did today that was, um, that, that was not difficult for me, but was one of the ways I show you love? Hmm. Is that I picked up a book you had on hold at the library. Right, and there is a 2% chance I'm going to read it. And I'm not going to say thank you, but I'll appreciate it. Right. Right. It is weird how you do that. You pick it up, and then, like, it appears. Right. And then I might, might read a few pages, and then it goes back to the library. Yep. But it's an expression of love. It is. Yeah. I I buy that totally. But it's in... It's an expression of love within the realm of one of my areas of interest. It's one not of your a, languages. Yes, it's one of wait, my wait, languages. Wait, wait, We can't talk about language, languages of love because we haven't mentioned it in this podcast yet. They'll hear about that soon. All right. So the library, that's one of the love languages right. that we can't mention. Okay. They'll understand it later when they right. when they re-listen to this the third time. They'll, yeah. they'll catch all the references. My last day of work. I was kind yeah, of congratul- congratulations. This is very romantic. Yeah, we just shook shake. hands. <laughs> Put her there, pal. Let's shake on that. So, I mean, one, one area is probably, I know it happens for me. When I get kind of stressed out, I forget to be physical in any kind of way at all. So that's an area I've really, I tried to get better at in yeah. the past few months. I, I, I don't think I'm quite getting an, an A plus 
But I feel like, I mean, I, like I completely forgot to have any physical contact because I get so wrapped up in my shit. Yeah. And I think that affected our affection for yeah. each other. Well, I'm not sure that's something that came, like being casually physical, I'm not sure that's something that came easily to you. Like when I think back about our early days. When you, know, you touched me and I ran out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about our romantic, like our first romantic days, or just even in the writing group? Like, I remember sitting next to you, and, you know, I'm kind of a restless sitter. And so, you know, I kind of tend to, like, bump the people next to me, and especially if I like them. And I I would get all happy in our writing group, and I would, like, poke people and kind of be, you know, bumping them. And I remember just feeling like, are you, and asking you something like, is it okay to... Can I touch you a little bit? Because there's something that made me feel like you weren't used to doing that. Yeah. Do you know how many people I hugged goodbye tonight, today on my last day huh. of work? How many? Zero. I snuck out. <gasps> like I told Kat and John, I just said, I'm going to leave now. Terrible. Don't let anyone know. And I just Terrible. shot out the door. Yeah, so I am okay, very... But fit. why is that? I Well, I, I mean, it's a weird thing is that I... I do want to be connected and close to people, and I do like physical connection, and it scares the shit out of me. Like, so I, it's both not natural, and, you know, we're going to have to go to some, like, childhood issues to figure out why. Nothing horrifying, but just, you know, I've had it all my life. But when I do, when I am physical, I, I, I enjoy it. And so it yeah. takes me, it just takes me a little while to get past that barrier. Yeah. But we get past there. But one thing I notice is when I get stressed, I, I that, that part disappears again. Yeah. But I've tried to kind of, is rekindle the word? Yeah, rekindle yeah. that part just a little bit. And I notice that, I mean, that seems like one aspect that helps keep us connected even when we're racing around yeah. getting like someone to put their socks on. Which yeah. are neither of the adults. Yeah. But I don't know where that fits into romance. I guess I also want to say for the record that the kind of touching we're talking about, I think, is mostly, you know, like a casual kind of intimacy. Like, I think sex comes more easily to you. Yeah, yeah. Than... If we could just have sex all those times instead of having to deal with this touching, right. <laughs> patting somebody on right. the uh, shoulder business. Right, yes. That would be fine. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I became... I kind of want to do it in reverse. Like, right. let's have sex, and then I could hug you and say, hey, how's it going? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I've tried to learn how to try to do them in reverse. Right. How the humans do. Humans? Or... How the mortals do it. Uh, yeah. And do you think that's also just kind of a typical guy-girl thing as well? I don't know. I, I think it probably is, a, like, the fact that I'm looking for more, like, general, platonic, petty kind of touch, and that you're more interested in sex. I do think that's a more common male-female. Yeah. It's because I'm ugly, right? No. <laughs> okay. No. But, yeah, I mean, think about... I am ugly. No. That's... Stop. Shh. <laughs> okay. Shh. Yeah, okay, continue. You, you oh, just like I don't think you have a huge drive like to pet animals, for instance. Like you're not dying to... Heavy petting or just regular? Regular petting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a, a petter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
this isn't going to be about my issues with our cats again. No, we're veering away from that. I guess I feel like, um, you know, when in our last podcast where we were trying to scare off young couples from ever having relationships in this What's this one, week's scare tactic yeah like in this one your stance is kind of like it's good not to be overly romantic yeah i think i think part of that is just in um the amount of time spent yeah like it's great to be very thoughtful if you can and go out of your way to do delightful little things for the other person but just like that in this past week i prepared 25 valentines for savi's excuse day, me day for care. our little guy's daycare it that just took up it just ate up some time that you, you know, could have done 26 and given me one right right i would have liked those little heart tattoos yeah you're too hairy to wear temporary tattoos yeah they do hurt no that's oh. not true it is true, actually. There are plate. You could put one right here. Put one up here. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> it turns out. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. No, I got okay. a spot. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so okay, so one is the time time issue. Right. Like, it's lovely to think about doing sweet things for one another. And yet, I would rather have you working on a novel than worrying about... Can I write this down and get it on a contract? Yeah, worrying about like making a book out of all our special moments on... You're not going to like my, my new book that I'm going to hand you. <laughs> it's all... Uh, it's all of Savi. It's all of our little guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's one thing about time. When, when you don't have much time, where do you spend it? It would be nicer for us to just sit down and watch something we really love together and then talk a little and then can we get to the sex that i was craving (laughs) but i also i don't know i think i've gotten really impatient lately or i don't have much patience for too much of the that kind of romance like to my idea of what could replace all that romantic stuff and lining up the dozen flowers to get sent at the right time in the right way is to have like a just a really fabulous night with the person and like give them a card when you see a card or have something to say or give them a present when you find something. I don't know, but to me it seems so much sweeter to just have a life that's like that rather than try to get the reservations all set up for Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I'm getting less and less patient with those typical mating rituals. Yeah. I don't know why. Does that even Well, make I think sense? it even starts to to mean something different, you know, as our finances come closer together and What does closer together mean? Oh, you know, like when you when uh since we have a budget together and all of our money goes into that budget, when you buy something for me, you're buying something out of our mutual funds, kind of so like if you were it to better sp- be worth it. Yeah. yeah. So if you were to spend a hundred dollars on flowers, I wouldn't actually be that excited about it because I don't want you to spend a hundred dollars. Every but. now and then, it is nice maybe to get a unnecessary gift. It is nice, but and on the yeah. other hand, I, I never think like, oh, you 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 really shouldn't have spent the money on that necklace. I'm glad you spent it, and I treasure the things that you bought for me. I guess when I like when I think about an earlier time of my life, like before I was married or had children, back when I was young, I used to go shopping 
you know, and I would just like meander little shops and think it was fun to go look at different things and want to buy different things. And that that was something that was kind of cool to do. And that's something that I never, ever do now. It's like many things I buy online because I need something and I can do it faster and it takes me less time than it would in person. And then I, and I don't have to find parking. But I'm not out there looking for like random little tchotchkes that I think might appeal to you. And that or, really hurts my feelings. Yeah. The, I guess there may, I could see, I could see an argument for a different couple in a different phase of life. The, the loveliness of buying a little tchotchke that you found yeah. that reminds you of the other person because blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I do enjoy those stories, but we're just not in that yeah. phase, and it doesn't bug me. Yeah. Huh. This is definitely going to be the podcast where we have sex on the on the mic. Right? No. Nope. No. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I'm sorry I don't have specific questions. I was going to say, don't, I thought I saw you had some questions. I had a list, but then I, I looked at it, and it turns out mostly it was just set up for um, how come you don't post on Facebook that I'm the love of your life. Really? <laughs> it's like four ways of saying that. But I, I, I think my main point was just kind of processing that we... On the surface, it looks like we're dangerously unromantic and overly pragmatic. And I think under the surface... That's just what our critics say. Yeah, that's what, that's what all the people criticizing us <laughs> in, the, in the blogosphere are yeah. saying. Yeah. But I think under the surface, we do have a real sweetness and there's some romance. It just doesn't end up with tchotchkes or facebook posts and maybe that's my bigger point yeah with this and so yeah my my questions just petered out and but i think it was just going from some of the typical romance to our romance which is less romantic sounding yeah but fuck them all yeah fuck them all hmm. fuck them all uh, a naked mole rat which are pretty sexy no. I thought they were until I looked them up. <laughs> they had me at naked. So what, what did you, do you have any, any other thoughts or? Well, my, my question for you is like, so, so were you really hoping that I would post? Facebook has come up a few times again. It's like that, the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. Yeah. Were you hoping that I would post something like, oh my, I mean, was it about your novel that? that you wanted me to post or was it about just in general life? It was a, it was a, what I like to call a dual crisis. <laughs> I was freaking out about my book, but it was also, I just, I chose, I mean, like I chose that issue to focus on as a sign of problems in our relationship hmm. for a brief period. So, you know, I, I was fixated on the book and overwhelmed with all the things that needed to happen or the things that weren't happening properly and I needed to try to improve. And at the same time, you know, I, I just, without talking to you directly about it, was choosing that issue to have hurt feelings about yeah. about our relationship. And you don't think that was just a rationalization because you knew you were planning to go on a book tour without me and the children? Wait, I, I know you're making a joke, <laughs> but you're going to have to slow it down so I can comprehend it. 
why would I? Well, that that period of time was such a... This almost brings us back to the first podcast, which is like, what's it like to be married to an obsessed writer type? But you had a ton... You had, on top of your day job, you had a million things to do for your novel. And we're still working on writing your second novel. And you just had a lot to do, including a small uh, book tour. And so... Where I was carrying... That was fucking insane, where I was carrying like... A projector and a table and my laptop and speakers like around the West Coast. Yeah, that was pretty psychotic. brilliant. Pretty brilliant, actually. Like an idiot. Sorry. Um, not that bad. But so in that case, you know, I felt like the most loving thing I could do was let you do that. Yeah. And you know, like give you the freedom and room to go do that without making more than um, you know just a few passing jokes about how a few you, jabs you should take the children with you on your book tour or you know the yeah. children were going to sure sure going to enjoy your readings in San Francisco yeah that weekend or something but but that the most loving thing I could do would be to like let you go well I mean that sure sounds good now but <laughs> I didn't appreciate that back then yeah I can see it that way now but I I just at the time, I just chose to fixate on this other aspect and failed to appreciate the other things you were yeah. making easy for me. I can't remember, you know, there's this whole idea of like the four love languages, five love four languages, languages eight, of love, eight languages of love. Well, uh, I'll, I'll even take three. <laughs> I can't remember where I read some quiz. I think outside of that book, but in the same in the same field that include, you know, like included questions about what do you do for your spouse and what do you need your spouse what you know what's your love language but this quiz included having time alone like does your partner give you time alone and do you do that for them and is that one of your love languages and i was like oh my god that's a that's a game changer because you could say like you know the others are like um acts of service gifts or you know, language of like verbal language and notes and stuff, but but giving each other free time—that is one of the languages that we speak. Yeah, that definitely is us. So when I'm really feeling romantic and loving towards you, I offer to give you like 24 hours away from the family, and that's which I'm taking in a few days. Yeah, that's my way of saying. Yeah, well, now I see it that way. I mean, and that's the language we both speak. I mean, that's a currency we both understand. Sorry, mm-hmm. I switched from language to money but we both understand that the the time to ourselves and i think that's what that's what we do when we're feeling generous is take some downtime i'll I'll take the kid out of the house so you can be alone or be alone here yeah or something similar to alone like Like inside a pool like alone with our older son in the basement oh it's close cleaning a basement Yes. This is so unrelated, but remember that in a different phase of our life how much we enjoyed watching Buffy together? Mm hmm. There was a sweetness between, like, that, that maybe it was because we were watching the show that was kind of, you could argue, a little lowbrow ish. Mm hmm. I mean, there, there, it got, it had some depth to it. Uh, for sure. It was also a little scary, and I had to grab. Yeah, to, to, to grab onto me. Right. I got scared. I, I still have the scars on on yeah. my lungs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes there's also TV shows we watch that are warmer. We're warmer to each other than others. Some we just watch, you know, 
Like, watching House of Cards wasn't romantic. No. It was just stressful <laughs> and made us more cynical. But there's some shows like Buffy that kind of, it was like a romantic experience for us. I mean, didn't, hmm. there was like, don't you think? Like, there was yeah. some added sweetness t- as we would watch those. I agree, but think about, like, we used to watch, you know, every now and then we'd have like a marathon. We would we watch like watch, two episodes. No, we'd watch five in a row. <laughs> It'd be like 2.30 in the morning because we didn't have a kid and we could sleep in late. Yeah. So I wonder if part of that sweetness... It doesn't come from a time when we had more time. Oh. Where? So are you suggesting that having a kid actually makes it difficult to be as romantic as before? Yes, I am. Yeah, that's true. And at the same time, it deepens things. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah, even though today he said, Dada, I don't think I love you anymore. Really? Because, yeah, because I left his pencil with the hearts on it at my dad's condo. He He was was very upset about that. He was so heartbroken that you wouldn't go get it (laughs) at at nine at night. He was upset. He was so upset. He said, I even said, please. Nice. It will take me an hour to retrieve that one pencil. My father is not even awake anymore. I'm (laughs) not going to go get that. Okay. Well, that's maybe that we'll see how that goes. Thanks for participating again. Yeah. I once again think I was too blurry about this. But the yeah. last one I thought was too blurry, and I when I edited it down, I thought, oh, that came out pretty great. Yeah, so, I blame you. Yeah. One day I'm going to have a set of questions for us. Nice. One day. Nice. That'll be one of your gripes about our relationship. Right. I wanted him to ask me more yeah. questions. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah. Any final words? Love you, honey. Love you. We did it. Wow, that was kind of sentimental. Uh, Yeah, people are going to be shocked. Our critics will be shocked. We're we're even... She's even got her hand near my shoulder. You can't prove that on, on the air.